Ariana Entz, who actually had a chance this past summer to throw javelin in the Olympics, was actually uh, one of my athletes. Welcome to GVEC Unplugged, a podcast made by employees for employees. Hear interviews and discussions with coworkers. Stay informed about GVEC news and projects and catch up on the latest happenings at the co-op and more. Let's get started. Hey, GVEC team. Thanks for tuning in to the award-winning GVEC Unplugged podcast. I'm Casey Tankersley, Community Relations Rep and your host for today's episode. I'm joined by customer service representative Amanda Hutchinson and project coordinator Quincy Johnson. Today, we'll be talking about volunteerism. Hey, everyone. Hey, how you doing? Good afternoon. How's it going? Going great. I'm super excited to be invited to the podcast today. I think I mentioned this even before we got started um, to talk about something that I'm super passionate about. And um, I know each of you are too, just based off of the things I've heard that you're involved in. And so um, I think it's important that we kind of talk about volunteerism and how do you get involved? And, um, you know, we both know, or all three of us know that volunteers are not something that are just needed here and there, but they're really needed year round. So I want to go ahead and get started. Started and um, I want to kind of talk about what are you involved in? Like, what are some things or causes that you volunteer for, whether it's seasonal or year round? So, Amanda, we'll start with you. What are some things that, that you volunteer with? So, I have started um, volunteering, first of all, with my little league area because my kid was playing. So, we started in Lavernia Little League, and then I also have helped with our Wilson County No Kill Shelter for many years. Um, living in an area where we don't have animal control and a no-kill shelter is um, key to our area. And then recently I took the big leap of faith and I sit on city council for the city of Lavernia. Awesome. And what about you, Quincy? Well, currently I, uh, I, I coach uh, AAU track. I have a track team that I've been working with for the last 18 years. And uh, I also volunteer uh, and sit on the board at the Edwards Community Center in Gonzales. Previously, I sat on the board at Norma's House Children's Advocacy Center. And uh, so done a f- other things around the community, um, volunteer at my church and things like that. Yeah, so Amanda mentioned that she got involved with Little League through like her son's involvement. So Quincy, is that kind of how you got involved with the track team? Was it like your kids were involved in that? Or have you always had like a passion for track and running? Or track what and do you field think? athlete when I was in high school, uh, track and field football. But uh, yeah, my, my son was coming up and the track program uh, there in Gonzales, or the summer track program actually, got involved with him there. Uh, he was a fairly decent athlete. And so I just kind of continued and uh, when the gentleman that was uh, in charge of the summer track program was uh, decided that he was taking another position would be out of the city it's kind of fell into my hands and uh, we've been rolling ever since that's awesome and I'm like kind of intrigued by this because you've been involved for so long Um, how many kiddos do you think have went through like your track program what do you uh, just an estimate I just think it's like the impact it's like so important probably I've probably coached about 150, 200 different kids over the course of time. Little side note, Ariana Entz, who actually had a chance this past summer to throw javelin in the Olympics, was actually 
uh, one of my athletes for a couple of years. Absolutely. Wow. That is really cool. Yeah. yeah, like that's like your claim to fame. Like I helped coach her kind of thing. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least that's what I would say. Like That's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. No, she was just a talented athlete. I don't think I had anything to do with coaching her. It was oh, just uh, she came take out. Take that credit. She was, <laughs> I know, Quincy. I think you probably had some kind of impact on her. So that's awesome. That's really cool. And like, I mean, small town Gonzalez, you know, like you never know what kind of you know, kiddos or even adults are going to come out. So that's awesome that you helped with that. Um, Amanda, you had mentioned the um, Wilson County No-Kill Shelter. So um, I know Amanda, and I know that she is always um, fostering dogs and pets, and she's, like, placed such an important role there. So, I mean, I want you just to talk a little bit about, like, y'all, you know, your family and fostering um, pets and what what all you've done when it comes to the No-Kill Shelter. So recently, um, Lavernia had a very tough situation where we had to pull 74 animals off of a property and we didn't have a place to put them. Um, so it was our goal to create Wilson County No-Kill Shelter and the building and infrastructure was all built due to donations and getting the word out there in the community about what we were doing and how to help these dogs. Um, Vetting and cost of care for these dogs are extremely expensive. And so I got my hands in it um, and I started fostering. I just asked for forgiveness from my husband. I don't ask for permission um, when I bring a new puppy home. (laughs) Um, So that way I have an opportunity for my son to understand what it means to serve in our community and understand the value of community service and helping others, even though they don't have a voice and it's not a human, but being that voice for that animal. I think that's awesome. And um, I know too, Amanda, that um, with fostering, actually some GVC, some of our GVC team has actually adopted some of your your foster puppies. And um, and so that's super exciting. So you can still kind of check in on them. Um, do you want to share a couple of those? I want to say success stories where you maybe you fostered and then a, fa- a GVC family actually um, adopted those. So I actually had one, um, her name was Carmen, and um, the easiest puppy I've ever, knock on wood, have had to potty train and acclimate to the environment in which she was in. And I happened to just start sharing her on Facebook and kind of putting little stories out there about her being the storyteller. And um, Rachel Rendon um, messaged me and asked me if she was available for adoption. And I said, yes. And so her and her husband actually came from the Gonzalez Cuero area um, to Floresville to the Wilson County No Kill Shelter and adopted Carmen. And now she is with them and loving life and having fun with her German Shepherd puppy or brother. Oh, that's so, so yes, sweet. It's so awesome. Yes, that's super sweet. I want to talk and Amanda kind of touched on this kind of fundraising and the cost that goes behind, you know, being part of some of these civic organizations or these, you know, local community groups. And um, so I want to just kind of touch on that just a little bit. You know, once you've been involved with something for a while, you know that like, hey, there's fundraisers and things that have to take place. So I want you both to kind of expand on maybe what what kind of fundraisers have you helped with or maybe if it's something unique or fun. Um, I'd be interested to know um, as being someone that's involved with 
several civic groups and organizations. I'm always looking for like what works, what doesn't work. I'm all about sharing sharing information. So we're going to start with you, Quincy. So what what are some like fundraisers or how do you how do you help fund whether it's the track program or the Edwards Association? Like what do y'all do to kind of help raise funds? There are there's a variety of things uh, that we do. Uh, I know with our track program over the years we've become uh, I guess kind of dependent uh, on a barbecue. Barbecue is one of the it's another one of my hobbies that I like to do. So uh, we set up in the uh, Walmart parking lot or at a church or different areas, and uh, typically we'll do that right before we prepare to go to the Junior Olympics. So kind of like a quick barbecue, everybody kind of pitches in. You get to yeah. do something, a passion of yours, barbecue. It's like a win-win. So yeah. no, it's great. Uh, you know. All of the parents chip in. I always remind the parents that I no longer have any kids running, so it's 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 their fundraiser. Mm-hmm. It's up to them to uh, to get their uh, the funds for their kids. Uh, you know, people are passionate about giving. I think as a whole, and for the most part, uh, we get donations. Uh, we've been established in the community for many years now, so uh, we do have some. Uh, some very passionate donors that uh, really support us over the years. That's awesome. Yeah, I think once you've been in a community for a while, then, you know, people know and they're like, oh, yes, let's definitely support that. Or they share the word, hey, Walmart parking lot this Saturday, you know, they're they're getting ready to go to state. We need to help these kiddos get there. So um, I know I've seen several – articles and like the local I guess the Gonzalez Inquirer about your group and fundraising and so I know at GVC you know we definitely when those groups come our way to help support it's something you know we we love to support you know our communities and whether that's funding or water you know it's a plethora of things that we like to do so um, Amanda what about you what are some fundraisers I know that y'all recently had one at the new kill shelter so what are I mean even from like your city um, you know your role with the city city council like what do you have going on with that role as well so with that at the shelter we were honored to be able to be on um, Jordan's way where we were able to do a Facebook live fundraiser and basically I put myself out there and said for the first $500 raised, I would get a pie in the face for being, you know, a city, you know, advocate for this. And so my son was able to pie his mother in her face because she raised the $500. So we were actually, that was um, one of the ways that we do things. Um, And then we do rummage cells, bake cells, like Quincy, everybody loves a good old barbecue (laughs) plate cell. Um, But those are just some of the ways that we're able to do that. Um, And in regards to being on city council and being an advocate for our city, since our city has no um, type of animal shelter or anything of that nature, um, we were able to work a contract out with the no-kill shelter to where the city donates $5,000 a year and basically holds a kennel space for the city of Lavernia. If an animal becomes a stray or anybody reaches out to me saying, hey, I have this animal, do you think we can take it? And then this, the shelter will start the vetting process. And of course, we try to find the owner first. Um, but they will actually hold it and have a space for us available. I like how you kind of pair your two, like 
your civic, you know, um, your volunteerism, like together with your no kill shelter and your city council, um, council roles. So I want to talk about like the role you play within the organizations you volunteer in. So are you more of like out there in the front, like the spokesperson for it? Or are you kind of more of like the behind the scenes making it all happen? Or are you something in between? So um, I'd be curious to know like what if you hold like a official title, some, you know, have like the president, vice president, some are like, hey, I'm going to do this. And so is going to do that. So what are, what are y'all like, what positions do y'all hold within your civic um, or your volunteer organizations? As far as the track team, I'm the coach. <laughs> and You're it. You're the that, man. That's 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 pretty much it. For Edwards, uh, I am just a simple board member. Uh, help out with wherever I, wherever needed. Uh, this is a utility knife there. With Norma's house, I actually served two terms as president. You know, before I, I stepped down from that board. So it, it's varied over the years. Uh, but uh, as I said, just when volunteering, you just become a utility knife. Wherever you're needed, wherever I can step in, whatever skill set that you have, that's what you want to bring to the table. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So it's kind of like where you see the need, that's where you kind of just jump right in, right? So that's really awesome. Um, what about you, Amanda? So I've held the role um, of secretary at the Lavernia Little League um, when I was volunteering with them and concession manager and then like stepping up when you came to me and was like, hey, Boots team doesn't have a coach. And I said, okay, if you can't find a coach, then I'll definitely coach it. But I don't know what I'm doing. But hey, I'll, you know, get out yes. there and do it. Um, so it's like Quincy said, anywhere I'm needed, I basically step up to that role and volunteer and you know help out where the help is needed kind of just jump right in I know I feel like when we were up for Boone Boone is my little guy um for his t-ball games last spring it was like I saw Amanda up there all the time like girl are you ever at home and she's up there in her you know wearing her little league cap she's all hands in so it's so nice um to have friends like that I like I surround myself with very like service-minded People and um, you, I would assume probably you guys too, through your involvement, um, I'm sure a lot of friendships have, have been made through that. So I want to kind of talk to you, like what drives you, like what, what do you enjoy about volunteering? Like what makes you want to keep doing it year after year? Um, especially Quincy, like you with the track team. I mean, that is a commitment that you've made to that group. And um, so like what, what, like what motivates you? What makes you want to do it? Having kids get exposure. Track and field is a very individual sport. Uh, but I, I can, I'll share this story with you. We were actually going to a meet at Alamo Stadium. And uh, you turn and you're driving up 281. And we're in a church van. And all of a sudden, there's kind of a commotion in the back. And you know, I'm driving and look over and all the kids have moved over to one side of the van. And, and they're looking up at the Tower of the Americas. And None of the kids had seen the Tower of the Americas before. Mm -hmm. And so the light bulb kind of went off. And to be able to take these kids and push them and see, let them qualify uh, for the Junior Olympics. And we've been to uh, Iowa. We've been to Michigan. We've been to uh, Virginia Beach, you know, in, with, with our kids, New Orleans, uh, just uh, all over. And for these kids to see a world outside of, Gonzalez outside of the county and see that they can compete with kids from all over the United mm -hmm. States and for them to be
be encouraged. So that's been pretty much my driving factor. But I just have a passion for, for, for the youth mm-hmm. and seeing them succeed. That's awesome. I know just hearing you talk about it, I'm like, oh, man, maybe I should have signed up to be Boone's T-ball coach. <laughs> like, I mean, it sounds really awesome. And I, I can, you know, I grew up small town Lavernia, and we were close enough to, like, you know, big city San Antonio. Um, so that wasn't anything different. But, like, for your kiddos that aren't really that close to a, a large town, they don't, maybe they've never been to Austin or San Antonio. And so just, like, the big city lights and, like, you know, it's different. So that's really cool that you get to give them that experience um, through that organization. So, Amanda, what about you? Like, what makes you want to do it, do more? I feel like every time I talk to Amanda, she's like, oh, I'm going to help here. I'm going to do this. So, like, what what makes you want to do that? For me, it's a sense of gratitude because if I were in need or in that, you know, position, I would want somebody to be there for me. Um, I think that it's just... I'm there for the children, I'm there for the animals, I'm kind of there for those that don't really have much of a voice, Um, and so I think that's where, for me, it all kind of started, was my background as family and child development and understanding, you know, children and watching them grow, and so that's where it started, and um, I have just gone on from there. That's awesome. Um, so I want to next, and this is probably like the million-dollar question. What do you estimate it? How many hours? Let's just let's just talk for the past month. Let's say for um, the month of October, since we're we're recording this mid-November. So let's talk about like the month of October. How many hours do you think that you've devoted to like volunteering? Um, I'm trying to narrow it down because I was going to ask how many total hours. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, um, but if you think like monthly, <laughs> right? No All head shaking here. So maybe like just monthly, how many hours do you think that you give to volunteering, whether it's for, you know, city council, you, Amanda, or Quincy, you for the Edwards? Um, like what do you, just kind of an estimate. What do you think? It, it, it depends, I mean, on which month it is, but uh, with Edwards, uh, uh, say for instance, this month we probably volunteered uh, probably about 20 hours uh, to this point here in November. Uh, we had our uh, fish fry uh, here this past Friday and um, worked with that for several hours. Uh, last night we met uh, to prepare for the Martin Luther King Jr. Day March uh, coming up in January, you know, one of a few meetings that we'll, a couple of meetings that we'll have this month. Prior to that, just regular meetings, uh, some of the things that are going on on the campus that we're trying to repair, some renovations going on and meeting. So, uh, yeah, it uh, it can add up I pretty quickly. I would imagine as you're preparing for an event or a fundraiser, um, I know like, you know, with Little League, you know, everything that goes into like the opening day and then the season, you know, those are going to be long days and so I would imagine even for you Quincy when y'all are planning these large events um, where you know the community is going to turn out and support um, there's a lot that goes into that so I'm sure it's like very um, intense in the number of hours and what you have to do so um, Amanda what about you what do you think what's your what's your best guess I mean maybe yours is 24 7 since you're fostering these dogs and you know some of them are needing extra attention but what do you what do you think um, as far as hours I would probably say on a monthly basis, it would be anywhere between, if I don't have an animal with me, it's probably about 20 or 30 hours just being involved 
with everything that I do. Um, but on, you know, a given time, if I do have an animal, then yes, it's 24 <laughs> seven. Other than that, I would say outside of being away from my house and not fostering, I would say about 20 or 30 hours a month. I mean, when you just kind of put that into perspective, I mean, that's, you know, an all day Saturday and then maybe an all day Sunday, you know, and that's quite a bit of time. So I want to ask you guys, if someone was like, you know, I really want to get involved. I want to volunteer. How do, how do you, how do you go about it? What do you, what would you recommend to someone who's um, maybe dabbled in volunteering maybe when they were a kid and now they're an adult since, you know, this is for, for our employees. And so we may have people out there that are like, Ooh, I want to get involved in that. Or I just want to get involved in something. Um, what, what do you recommend to them as far as like seeking out maybe volunteer opportunities? I would say first thing is, uh, and Amanda would probably agree with this, have an understanding spouse or uh, whoever your significant other is. Uh, if you're single and you're, you're volunteering, uh, the other thing is pick something that uh, you do have a passion for, that you really care about. Uh, make sure that your motives for being there are, are true to yourself and um, you know, also when you get there, kind of uh, take the temperature of the room, see, you know, who's in charge. You don't want to step on any toes. Uh, make sure that uh, you're with an organization that is uh, being uh, properly run, you know, because uh, you can get involved with some things that uh, you come to find out that, you know, it's not really what you think it is from the outside. And so uh, just, uh, you know, just a few things like that, I think, that, uh, you know, just helped me. The track and field thing for me was uh, I'm kind of, as you said, I'm it. It's, I'm, I'm the coach, so it's my rules. It's my way. But I do have to work with parents mm -hmm. and making sure that those parents uh, understand AAU track rules, my rules, what, I, what the expectations are before they bring their kids out and, and turn them over to me. So. All right, Amanda, what about you? I would have to say I agree with Quincy. You have to have an understanding significant other or spouse. Um, and a lot of mine was I was at home alone, so I started just tagging along with people and seeing how it worked and kind of just taking a step back and just watching, like Quincy was saying, just kind of watching and seeing. Um, and that's what I recommend people to do. I recommend people, hey, go with me. I'll, sh you know, I'll share the Wilson County No Kill Shelter with you. Like, go with me. Just watch what we do there. Um, watch how, you know, we interact with the animals. Or if you're wanting to get invo involved with a board um, that's more structure, like Little League, hey, come to one of our meetings. They're, you know, come sit with us. Come to opening day. Come, you know, out with me and kind of tag along with me so you can see what all is involved. Um, because, like Quincy was saying, you can get in and it can be overwhelming or it can be managed incorrectly or things of that nature always happen. So I just always say tag along, ask a friend, and go from there. I also want to, you know, add, make sure, I mean, if you're going to volunteer something, make sure that you actually have time to do it or that, that, you've, that you've carved out time that you can do it or you will become overwhelmed. 
Yes, I I would agree. I I struggle because I want to do so much and be so much, but I'm learning the hard way. Like I'm going to have to say no. I mean, I want to step up and be the team mom and do all these things, but between my professional schedule and just spending time at home with my child, sometimes I want to make sure that I leave time for what's most important to me, and so I, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, with all of those those tips, um, I feel like test driving those organizations before you really get in the driver's seat, you purchase the car is important. Um, there's been things that I've wanted to, to check out, and it took me going to a couple of meetings, and some I was like, oh, yes, this is totally for me, and others were like, Maybe this is for someone else. Um, and that's okay, too. You know, just because um, Quincy coaches track doesn't mean Casey Tankersley, who dabbles with running, needs to go out there and be teaching children technique. I mean, I'm already like, man, I need to drop by one of Quincy's, like, track practices. And, like, maybe he could, like, help me work on my endurance or my speed or, you know, whatever it may be. So um, just because I dabble in running doesn't mean I should necessarily be the track coach. Okay, guys, so we talked about, um, you know, maybe you don't have enough time to, to give to, you know, to volunteering, like your actual physical time, but what are some ways that maybe that you've, or you know people in the past have, have been able to really contribute to, um, to organizations um, that you're a part of, or, you know, other, maybe even other community organizations, what are some ways people can, can do that? So in one way, um, you can always give money to those organizations. Um, I know in Little League, we're always asking for sponsorships to be on the name of the jersey or be on the back of the jersey. So we're always looking for things of that nature. You can place a sign out in the field um, with your business name on it. If you don't have the money to do, there's always bats and shoes and things that if children outgrow, you can always bring those and have them donated to the organization. With the no-kill shelter, they are always in need of food and blankets and bowls, um, shampoos, just different things that people don't realize that you would need. Trash bags, um, paper towels, things of that sort that people don't really think about. Um, Don dish soap because it gets away all the fleas. Um, Little things like that that people don't realize that help an organization go a long way and it's little. So like when you're at the grocery store and you're picking up your own dish soap it's like let me grab an extra one or two for you know the pet shelter or you know your kids outgrow blankets or whatever you know those are all great things when you're looking to rehome some of that stuff in your house um kind of keep that in mind that's a great way to kind of give back um it doesn't necessarily have to be brand spanking new or something that you spend a lot of money on but you know all of us outgrow things or have things laying around the house that um you know places like pet shelters or um you know here in Seguin we have the Guadalupe County Family Violence Shelter and they're always taking donations so um, you know, maybe you can't volunteer your actual time, but you can give of other things. So, um, Quincy, what about you? What are what are some things that you think people could give if it wasn't their time? Well, yeah, time is the most valuable thing that we have mm-hmm. uh, and that we can share with someone. But uh, as Amanda was saying, though, uh, money uh, to an organization, you know, and I guess kind of to go back to time just briefly, uh, for Little League, uh, even if you can come out and work concession stand one night, uh, that takes pressure off off of a parent uh, in doing that, or donate hot dogs, or you know, or, or drinks, or something like that to uh, to a group. You know, for the Striders, uh, 
I, I think each group is different in what you can donate uh, from us riders. Uh, it could be money, it could be equipment, uh, throwing equipment, things of that nature. You know, for Edwards, uh, again, we're working on a museum. Um, we have other needs around the campus. If you're thinking about doing something like that, you may want to visit with that group and see what their needs are. You know, uh, if there's something that spikes your interest uh, or someone that you want to help, find out what their needs are and then, you know, uh, do accordingly. Stay within your means. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, you get so much back just by donating, you know, items or, or your time. I think I totally agree with Quincy. Like, time is so valuable. Um, it's really funny that we're recording this today because this morning I was over at the New Braunfels Food Bank um, taking a tour just to see if there's a way that GBC maybe could provide volunteers there. I'm always out um, looking for opportunities for things um, for our employees. And I was I was asking some questions about food donations and they shared with me that, um, you know, if you went and spent $20 on canned goods at HEB, that that $20, if you just donated that $20 directly to the food bank, they can stretch that $20 way further than I could if I just went and bought $20 worth of canned goods because they can buy wholesale produce and some of that fresh vegetables and fruits. And I had no idea. So um, I'm just putting that tidbit here that if you're, especially as we head into like the holiday season and we know that there's all kinds of food drives and things going on for those food banks, sometimes they're able to, to stretch that dollar a little bit further through their connections um and so i was like oh that's super cool but um hopefully here in the coming months um i'll send out an all-user email i'm sharing an opportunity where we can as a team at gbc we can give back um, and do some volunteer hours um, with some of our local food banks as they head into the new year so we talked a lot about um, giving you your time to do these things. So Amanda was mentioning, you know, like the no-kill shelter and the things they need um, just to just to keep up, you know, the blankets and the dog bowls and all of that. And so um, I'm sure all of us have a few items laying around our house that, like, you want to find a new home for, um, whether it's clothing or furniture or, um, for me, it was, like, getting rid of, like, baby items um, that I needed to rehome and so I actually got with a couple of families that were like foster families um, and got a contact with them. Um, and then they came and picked up a bunch of stuff and they took it to, it's like a pantry or a, a a spot where other foster families can go to gather items when they receive a foster child. So I just want to visit with both of you to find out um, in your local community, since you're so plugged in and you're you're so active, um, where are some places, in, in whether it's Gonzales or Lavernia or the surrounding communities, um, where people, if they have things they want to donate, where can they drop those off? Or do you have any recommendations on who they can call? Because, you know, as we head into like kind of the holiday season, you you, you want to give more and you want to be more, but um, not everybody has extra cash to even buy, you know, the gifts for the blue Santas or whatever. But, you know, you may have some used children's toys or you may have jackets or blankets or whatever that you could donate. So what, where should we drop those off in your communities? Uh, GCAM in Gonzales. Uh, you know, and I also want to add that uh, it, when you're dropping off those items, make sure that they're usable. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Uh, it's uh, sometimes, you know, we're cleaning out stuff that's just torn, it's ripped, or, you know, uh, you may have a vehicle with only three wheels or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the condition is not, yeah, yeah not you, quite. So you want to make sure that everything that you donate is usable. But uh, there in Gonzales is GCAM. Check with your local churches. Uh, 
some of the shelters uh, in your areas uh, and see what their needs are. And I'm, I'm quite sure that somebody will be able to help you. And, and you know, uh, a garage sale. I mean, because those reduced price items uh, are helping your community as well. Absolutely. You know, some of the more unfortunate people. Absolutely. What about you, Amanda? Where, where in your community? Just touch and base, like Quincy said, some of the churches um, as they have some of the youth programs that will have rummage cells um, to help benefit um, the, the children going to um, mission trips. Um, and I know a lot of nonprofit organizations are doing rummage sales lately to raise money for their organizations. Um, so that is always a good um, point to start with. And then in Lavernia, we do have the food bank. So I would always probably reach out to our food pantry just to see if they know people on a regular basis that is possibly in need of something and see if you could possibly donate, you know, to them as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I would just add, I, I just kind of popped in my head, but if you're looking to volunteer and you do have uh, clothes or items, check with some of your neighbors, uh, get together, have a, uh, you know, several of you get together in a, a mutual spot and uh, you might be able to get rid of some of those items if you offer it to your community. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been known to, to clean out my closet and I bring those bags, um, you know, <laughs> the offices that I frequent, so Lavernia shirts and Seguin, I've I've passed on some some old older clothes, or sometimes they were new clothes to me. It just they just didn't fit right anymore. And so, um, yeah, you never know who might who might need it, or you know, you never know that that sweater might just really put a smile on someone's face. So, um, yeah, if you as you're cleaning out your closets or your house or whatever, you know, check like Quincy said, your churches. That's a really great resource. Your your civic organizations that are having those rummage cells that Amanda mentioned. I mean. There's people out there that need those things and um, or get with your neighbors. I think that's a really great idea. Like, hey, we're going to have a block garage sale and then you get to meet your neighbors. You get to meet people in the community. And so um, all of those are like such great ideas. It makes me want to like go home and like clean out some closets. <laughs> so I didn't mention this when we got started, but I mentioned it before we got officially started. But people like Quincy and Amanda, they are like my kind of people. Like they're out there giving back every day and with a smile on their face. And so it's so cool to be in such great company with the two of them. And so I just want to um, just commend both of you for stepping up and and doing, um, giving back to the communities where you live and where we work every day. So let's talk about your fondest um, memory or something that really stands out um, when you were out volunteering and um, or giving back, whatever that may be. For me, um, it has to be with my Little League folks and my special needs children. Um, with Little League, we have a special needs group that plays and just to see those kids light up when you come and watch their games um, is just amazing to me and it always has been heartwarming um, to see their faces light up and then to also remember you when they see you again. Um, I think for me that is one of the enjoyments of being able to 
be there for these, you know, children and have their faces light up whenever um, you come and watch their game. Because not everybody comes and watches our little challengers, as we call them. But to see them actually light up and be able to recognize who you are um, out in the community if they don't see you involved in Little League is, is also amazing. And it puts a smile on their face. That's really touching. So that thank you, Amanda, for sharing. What about you, Quincy? Uh, there's been so many, uh, especially with uh, with track and field. But I think my fondest memory happened earlier this year. Uh, kind of began at the end of uh, end of 2020. Uh, me and a, a friend of mine had uh, been discussing uh, with COVID and all the restrictions and everything. Just doing a community barbecue. You know, just hey, me and you gonna we're gonna go in our pockets. We're gonna revive whatever we can. We'll put it on the pit and we'll just give away plates. The word kind of got out on Facebook and it grew, and um, so I enlisted the help of uh, some friends there at, at GVEC, and uh, we got the GVEC pit. And it turned out that we had one, two, three, four, five uh, pits that were smoking. Uh, all of the meat, uh, all of the food uh, ended up being donated that we needed for the event. Uh, other friends, family stepped in and volunteered, and we uh, we ended up uh, feeding about 1,100 people. Oh, my goodness. And uh, we decided that we would also do uh, a can drive while we were doing it and a sock drive. Uh, so we were able to uh, also secure about I think about 1,200 pounds of food for oh GCAM. And uh, we had uh, boxes of socks uh, to go to each of the uh, re- rehabilitation homes there, there in Gonzales as well. So we were sending huge boxes of socks to uh, all three of the rehabilitation centers there in Gonzales. So it was pretty cool to be a part of that and just watch it just start as a little seed and just blow up and turn into what it was absolutely yeah that's really cool and that just goes to show like hey you and a friend start talking and before you know it you've fed 1100 people and now you have you know socks that you can donate and food and all of that so um that's kind of how it gets started that's how um volunteering even gets started like a friend says hey i'm gonna go help out here hey i have this great idea um, and before you know it, that's how things like, you know, the the track teams start and the little leagues. I mean, all of those started from just like two or three people getting together saying, hey, we want to make a difference. And so, um, you know, I have truly enjoyed this afternoon with you guys and just visiting with you about your um, your volunteerism and what you've given back. Um, I know that at GBEC, you know, we're very service-minded. There are lots of employees that are out there every day volunteering, giving back, um, you know, whether it's helping out at their kids' school, um, you know, schools now have these, like, watchdog programs where the dads can come and, and help with the kiddos in the morning, um, or they're, they're those little league coaches in the, the evening, or, you know, they're putting in their time. Um, maybe it's even just to mow the fields. I mean, there's volunteers are needed everywhere. So um, before we leave, I just want to see if you have any bit of advice. You know, we've already kind of talked about what if you want to volunteer, how do you do that? But um, as being longtime volunteers and um, giving back, you know, do you have any kind of closing comments or any advice that you want to share? 
<laughs> Amanda we, passed point, it to Quincy. Yeah, so we, Quincy, we it's all you. We were trying to pass it back and forth, but uh, she's, she's not taken. Uh, I, I think I pretty much shared it all. Uh, but, you know, again, just uh, if you are con- considering or seriously considering volunteering, just make sure it's a right fit for you or, you know, so it's not a negative experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to go into something with, uh, with an open mind. Mm-hmm. But, again, make sure that you're going to be comfortable in doing it. Your time is going to be uh, – you're going to be comfortable with that. And you don't want your volunteering to take away from your family. Uh, you know, you want to keep the important things uh, where they belong at the top of your list. But uh, giving a little bit of your time or a little bit of your money, and it doesn't have – volunteering doesn't have to be one of those things where it's you're committed to doing something. Uh, maybe once a week, maybe once a month, you know, that you step up and you do something. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you can do that, you're still volunteering. Absolutely. It doesn't matter the amount of time. It matters that you actually got out there and did it, right? So, yeah, really great advice. What about you, Amanda? Any kind of closing closing comments? Same, I mean, same thing, making sure that it's right um, for you and for your family. Um, and like Quincy said, if it's not on a weekly basis, maybe try to set a goal and start doing it on once a month. I'm going to go out and find some sort of organization that I can actually volunteer, or maybe I need to go help my neighbor mow their yard. Um, something of that nature. If you need to start small, um, reach out to your neighbors next door and checking on them and making sure they're okay um, and starting small and then going big. One of the you know, uh, I think everyone at GVEC, or at least in the Gonzales Service Service Territory, knows about James C. Price and uh, the the cleanup that we did uh, or are doing uh, once a year uh, there in front of the office. But uh, I, I grew up uh, with Mr. or Dr. Price, actually, and knew him personally. And daily, he would walk the sidewalks and pick up trash. He took a bag purposely to pick up the trash. So little things like that, that, I mean, as you go on your walks, take a little trash bag with you and, uh, you know, maybe some, some gloves or whatever and just kind of pick up the trash. Things like that are catchy. People mm-hmm. see it being done, and they either won't throw the trash down or maybe they'll pick it up the next time when they see you doing it. So a lot of people mimic good behavior. Absolutely, yeah. So I think kind of in a nutshell, like volunteerism doesn't mean you have to give every day, all day, even, you know, once a week. It means once a month. It means picking up that little bit of trash. It means kind of just giving back where you where you can. And so um, whether that's your time, your money, we talked, you know, about those things in your house, your belongings that you can donate um, to someone less fortunate or someone that maybe actually needs it and will, you know, appreciate it. So um, I said it earlier, but it has definitely been a treat this afternoon um, to get to spin with you guys to talk about something that I'm so passionate about and that's volunteerism. Um, I'm going to just put it out there, but guys, if you're listening and you want to find out more about volunteering and maybe you have more questions for us, you know, grab myself, Quincy or Amanda, um, teams us, chat us. I mean, let us know. Um, it's something that we would, I feel like all three of us would love to visit with you about on a one-on-one. So definitely let us know. Um, and then, you know, it's just such a wonderful experience to work with people like you guys, um, every day here at GBC, um, that kind of supports our endeavors. You know, one of our core values is good corporate citizenship. And so I think, 
both of you are a great example of that that good corporate citizenship um, every day through your involvement with the community. And so, um, if anything, I hope that this episode inspires um, some of our fellow employees. Like I said, we're already so service-minded here at GVC, but you never know who this may have touched. And so, um, thank you guys for spending your afternoon with me um, to visit. And so, um, you never know who might call you and say, hey, Quincy, I I'm interested in track. I want to come, you know, help out. Um, and so that's really what we, we hope to, to get from this. Um, for those of you that are looking to volunteer, if, you, if you're looking for, you know, opportunities, let me know. Um, as the community relations rep, I'm out in the community. I hear about all kinds of great things going on. And so, um, you know, hit me up. Let me know if I can help. And so um, thank you guys again for, for today and for what you do for, um, for the communities throughout the GBC service territory. So... Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed listening to this episode or have ideas on how we can make this podcast more interesting, just email gvecunplugged at gvec.org with your feedback. Be sure to subscribe to the GVEC Unplugged podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, or Overcast to be notified when new episodes are released. Take care of each other, GVEC team, and stay safe till next time.